Cause this is for the rasa This is for the rasa Rasa, rasa This is for the rasa This is Reformed Rasa Whoa, whoa, what? What? What's up, everybody? We back. We back and we back. This is yes, yes. We gonna get it in. Gracias for hanging in with us. Uh, we had a little bump on the road again, but we're back and we are live. And we're gonna get it in. We gonna get it in. First of all, my name is Martin Velasquez, alongside with my brothers Justin Corona and what up, everybody? It's Pastor Vic. And this is Reform Raza. Once again, once again, let's get it in. Let's get it in. I'm excited for this episode because check us out. This is the first episode of the new year. <laughs> yeah. Barely. Dang. <laughs> We've been Crazy. trying. Yeah, but we're going to get it in. We're going to get it in. So gracias for tuning in. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow our social media. We're on all podcast streaming platforms. Go ahead and hit that five-star button on the Apple Podcast if that's where you're listening. Leave a comment. Leave a review. We would truly appreciate that if you would. Gracias once again. So what's going down today, guys? Justification by faith. Oh, yeah. So what does that mean? First of all, as we get into this topic right here, uh, this is going to lay the groundwork. This is going to be like the foundation of where we're heading with these next couple episodes, because we want to really just lay down the really the fundamentals of the Christian faith of what it is that we believe so that from that we will be able to go into other topics and other biblical themes mm-hmm. and this is the starting point right here yeah. so if we get this down everything else is going to make sense we're going to be relating back to this episode so that you guys can see what we're going to talk about in the future mm-hmm. that it's all this is this is why it matters this is why it's important because this is the groundwork. Yeah, just, right. so, just as we continue to uh, look back to episodes from the beginning when we first started, like the gospel, that was one of the, that is the foundational episode for our, for our faith. Um, the gospel is foundation to our faith. And um, this episode will be more so foundational for growth within our walks. Amen, amen. And that's what it is. That's what it is. So, justification by faith. What does that mean? Well, according to the Baker Compact Dictionary of Theological Terms, which I think does a really good job in explaining what it is, it says, a mighty act of God by which he declares sinful people not guilty, but righteous instead. He does so by imputing or crediting the perfect righteousness of Christ to them. Thus, while they are not actually righteous, God views them as being so because of Christ's righteousness. The first aspect is forgiveness of sins resulting from Christ's substitutionary death. The second aspect is imputation resulting from Christ's obedience that makes people righteous. The Protestant view contrasts with the Catholic view that justification is not only forgiveness of sins, but also regeneration and sanctification. So when we're talking about being justified by faith, it's 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 kind of a, it's a couple of things, you know, according to this definition. 
it's uh it's not only just forgiveness but christ's righteousness imputed unto us yeah so all this is deep and you know we're not going to be able to to get everything in 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 just one episode but we want to just lay lay the groundwork so that later on you guys can go back and study it for yourselves because that's that's Mm -hmm. the whole point of this that we want to see you guys grow and get into the scriptures on your own so that you can see that what we're saying is not a lie Hmm. so just about by faith so Every time I when 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 I talk about this or teach this to someone, I always refer back to Abraham. Always back to Abraham because that's the starting point of 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 where this doctrine was basically introduced in the Bible. But you're gonna see that this has always been the plan of God to justify people by faith. Now every ever every, every other religion has a doctrine of justification. But Muslims, uh, Mormons, and everybody, Catholics, they all got a doctrine of how you can be right with God. But the difference is with Christianity is that we believe that we're justified by faith alone. Other people have that uh, faith plus works. To every religion, faith is absolutely necessary to be justified by God. But after all you can do or you have to have some sort of works to merit also because faith is not enough see the difference with christianity is that we believe in god and god counts that faith as righteous and we're going to see this example in genesis chapter 15 verse 6 okay so we're going to get in with the scriptures today we're going to get it in and you may hear the flipping of the pages, but that's okay. Because it's not, it's not a bad thing if we actually open up the Bible and read from it, right? So, Genesis 15, 6 says, And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So, as you read the story of Abraham, we're going to see that when Abraham was 75 years old, God came to him and told him that he's going to have offspring, you know, he's going to have a child. And through this one child, you can have many uh, numerous descendants, as numerous as the stars and princes and kings are going to come from you. Notice that he is barren. Abraham cannot have any children. They're past the age, him and his wife, of childbearing. But yet, when God tells him this, he believed. He believed God. He believed God in his word and he was what he was going to do. And so when Abraham believed, he declared him as righteous because of the faith that he had. See, that's a that's a big difference in in knowing what it means to be justified. That Abraham believed in God and God counted it to him for righteousness. Mm. And then Paul uh, explains this in the book of Romans chapter four, what it is to be justified. Watch, let me read a little bit from Romans chapter four, just so that you can get the get the rundown on what it is. Uh, Romans four, verse three, it says, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. 
but to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness, just as David also describes the blessedness of the man whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose, whom the Lord does not impute sin. Now, this is deep. This is some deep stuff. Because in, in scripture, let me present to you a problem that we all face. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says that no unrighteous person will enter the kingdom of God. And then it goes on to list all these sins, nor the drunkard, idolater, homosexual, mm-hmm. and all these kinds of things. And then in Romans chapter 3, it says that there is none who is righteous. Damn, man. Who is to be <laughs> There you go, see? The, notice the problem that scripture presents. No one can enter the kingdom of God because they're unrighteous. No unrighteous person went to the kingdom of God, yet no one is righteous. So what is the answer to this problem? We must be righteous, but man cannot be righteous on his own. Damn. That's what Romans 3 goes on. No one seeks after God. There is none good, not even one, and all, and all these things. So then Job, as a very old but very profound question in chapter 9 in verse 2 it says but how can a man then depending on the translation you're you're reading how can a man be right with god how can a man be in the right how can a man be righteous how can a man be just before god and then the whole chapter roman i encourage everyone to read job chapter 9 because that just lays it down perfectly how even job being a righteous man he says in chapter one that Job was a righteous man. He did all these sacrifices. He did everything that was right. And then, but then in that in that chapter, he goes, "If I stand before God and I and I place my case before Him, even my own lips would condemn me." He says all his righteousness that he has in front of this holy God, he realizes oh, I'm not even gonna make it. So Job, being a righteous man, declares within himself, man, I, it's not enough. Even if I wash my hands with snow, you know what I mean? Even my own clothes would abhor me. My own righteousness would, would abhor me. So how can I be in the right with God? This has always been the answer. This has always been the answer right here. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And that, that, that blows my mind every time I hear it, honestly. You know what I mean? Because I know the works that I have not done. <laughs> Everyone wants to say the works that I have done right now, but the things that I have not done. You know, how can I even be a righteous man before God? That's why faith is absolutely critical and that's what we're justified by by faith through the grace of God. Even in the beginning portion that you read, how mm-hmm. it says that that even if if we were to perform works of the law, that it would account to us as debt. So even yeah. if we tried to work our, our our way to righteousness, instead it, it's like a backwards motion. We're working ourselves deeper into a bigger hole trying to get ourselves out but it's not it, it, it's backwards when really all it took was just <coughs> Christ's work not but, even us but even that even that if man can attain his own salvation then who gets the glory 
<laughs> that man gets the glory then man can stand before God and say I did everything that I'm supposed to I deserve to go into heaven and you must you must <laughs> you must let me in <laughs> I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Oh, 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 oh what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, and if man can can uh, earn his own salvation, yeah. then uh, Christ died in vain. Blasphemy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're messing around with these buttons. <laughs> well, even even the Word of God tells us that our righteousness is as is as filthy rags. Mm-hmm. So even any any good works that we may have, it, it's all. It's all like filthy rags, and uh, the word the word calls calls it um like a like like women's rags in, in their in their period. Oh yeah. oh yeah, that's what it's referring to when it's talking really, about your righteousness really is that filthy rags. I mean, look it up and study it. That, that's what that's how your righteousness is. It's filthy, man. It's filthy. It is what it is. But so, even uh, just to close out this chapter right here, go back and read this whole chapter. You know what I mean? It's profound, and it says um. Uh, and verse 20 says He did not waver At the promise of God Through unbelief But was strengthened in faith Giving glory to God And being fully convinced That what he had promised He was also able to perform And therefore it was accounted to him For righteousness Now it was not written For his sake alone That it was imputed to him But also for us It shall be imputed to us Who believe in him Who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification mm. yeah boy <laughs> that's that that's what it is right there man it's just believing and trusting in god and when we look at the cross and and we see the holiness of god we see the wrath of god we see everything that the cross is and then we look at ourselves and we realize that we're not going to make it by ourselves. And then we look to Christ and we believe now that perfect life that Jesus lived, mm-hmm. sinless perfection, that life is now transferred onto us and our sin was transferred to him on the cross. That's what substitutionary atonement, atonement means, that we switch places, his, his righteousness for my sin my sin was put on him and it was crushed and he was crushed in our place and then his righteousness is given to me and I stand before God as position positionally righteous before God yeah not that you are righteous not, not that I am myself am righteous but the position that I am in mm-hmm. in Christ is a righteous man that's why you know I think it's in the book of James where it says that that the prayer of the righteous avails much well, guess what? We are righteous. Yeah. Those whom believe unto Jesus Christ for salvation, we have been declared righteous. Yeah. And I think we as believers, we need to recognize that because I think sometimes people walk, you know, defeated or, 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 or down. Be like, hey, in Christ, you are righteous. Mm. In Christ, you are just. Now walk before him. And, and notice that the fruit of the spirit is not love, joy, peace, patience, righteousness, you know, all these kinds of stuff. Not because righteousness is not an attribute <laughs> that you have to do. It's not a, something that you have to perform in order to be saved, but it's a position. Now, we do have good works when we're not going to just take out works and just completely discredit it. But even in the book of James, 
he says that that Abraham when he offered up his son Isaac that was the evidence or the proof of his faith and now in, in James we even go through this in, in the five solas episode we go in yeah. and we and describe it so go back to that episode and check out what we had to say about that but basically Abraham the fruit that he believed was that he offered up his son Isaac and that's the work that he showed to show his faith because faith without works is dead amen yeah and and I think that's why um, this brings up one of, one of the best pictures that we can think of when it comes to justified by um, being justified uh, by faith is that courtroom scene how we mentioned yeah. in the gospel is that in the courtroom God is the just God He is the the judge before us yeah we are um, we are what was it called we are um, defendants uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're standing on trial before God and and we're already condemned. We're already coming in guilty. We're not coming in innocent trying to prove our innocence. We're coming in already guilty, condemned with nothing to show for, not nothing to to justify ourselves. We're already going in knowing that hell would be the only way out. Yeah. Thanks. But out of God's mercy and his grace as this courtroom scene is already set up, God sent his son to go and, and, and take take our punishment, take our condemnation so that when we enter this courtroom scene, that Jesus Christ will be standing as our attorney, that he will be standing as our mediator before the just judge. And so this justification by faith is just that when we have when we place our faith in Jesus Christ alone, that Jesus Christ, his his um, his um perfect life the life the the was it was it called the his life's blood as 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 the judge now looks upon us he sees only christ he doesn't yeah. even see us anymore okay. and that's that that penal substitution that's the the propitiation made for sin mm-hmm. was that his perfect life was now counted to us so now when the judge looks at us he sees only the life of christ not our life of of sin and and, and everything else he only sees jesus christ and it's because of that now we are declared righteous. Yep. Not anything that you do. So even even if let's say you 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 already place your faith in Christ and and for one one reason or another maybe you have one day just um these these type of thoughts where you know I'm not worthy I'm not good enough. Well, understand your position. Yeah. Before you Christ, you are righteous. Mm-hmm. And and you know after this whole courtroom scene, God has declared us his children. We have been adopted into his family. Mm, so moreover, we are his children. Yep. So whenever we get these thoughts of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, understand your position before Christ. Though those may be feelings you have, it's not factual. Because if you have truly placed your 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 trust, you have already um, placed your faith into Christ Jesus for salvation, understand that that cannot be taken away from you. And, you know, that's a shout out for the next episode coming soon. <laughs> shout out, shout out. Oh, yeah. And, not, not, and with adoption, it, 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 you have everything that all the benefits from adoption. Yeah. You are co-heir with Christ. Co-heir with with Christ. Get ready. That's a trailer for another episode dude. coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just deep, dude. dude like, see, that, that, that's why justification by faith really opens the doors for a whole lot of other things dude. to come. 
and 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 that's why we really see it as like a pillar for a growth in our walks. Not a pillar for our faith. It's a pillar for a growth in our faith. There you go. And man, I just want to touch bases also that you know the, the church they, they hear justification by faith and they might hear that we're justified and not our own and our righteousness is not on our own. But I want to refer to the book of Galatians because in Galatians mm. Paul addresses people that are going back to the law. He, he even tells them, "You foolish Galatians, you, What's wrong with you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you foolish Galatians, you who have now been justified by faith, that you're not trying to gain it by works." Mm. So, 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 so this is an encouragement to the church because I want to touch base on what you said too, also, Martin. That you know we're walking around defeated, we're walking about around depressed, and and if you really look at the church and the state that it is today. Uh, you see a lot you, you see even depression Trying to kick into the church I think and, it's uh, already Come in It's already come yeah. in And so this is an important topic For you to know Let me read to you This scripture from the book of Galatians That says this But before faith came We were kept in custody Under the law Being shut up to the faith Which was later to be revealed Therefore the law Has become a tutor To lead us to Christ So that we may be justified By faith hmm. Now this is basically saying The law was given to you not so that you can keep it. Mm. I feel like sometimes we we want we want to do that. That's when it gets legalistic. That's when it becomes a burden. When we yeah. start making a checklist and say, well, well, let me see if I if I already did this, did that, did that. The Ten Commandments are the law, and it's to show you that you cannot do it. It's to show you that you you cannot measure up. It, us as humans, we cannot go to, to God's standards, and that's exactly why Jesus came. This this law, the the, the the tutor was meant to lead us to say we cannot do it, and we need a savior to save us from this. And that's when the the great exchange happens at the cross. He great who exchange. he who made him who knew no sin to be sin for on our behalf. So that we might become the righteousness of God. He who knew no sin, he came. He had to, he had to live like us, in order so that you know his life can be imputed unto us. He knew no sin. He was at the cross. He took. He absorbed the wrath of God on our behalf. And innocent, he, he, he's innocent, but he took it for us. So now, this is for you, the believer, that your past, present, and future sins have all been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is this is crazy. This is crazy to even imagine that. I mean, I can't even fathom fathom this. But past, present, and future sins are already covered. Yeah. By, by Jesus Christ. Yeah. What? I mean, That's this crazy. this should give you a, a greater joy also to keep pursuing Christ knowing that it was not your own blood but the precious blood of Jesus Christ his death on the cross and, and resurrection man this is just amazing you are just I'm a believer you are justified by faith don't go back to the law don't go back to works just man just get into scripture man I like you're, you're the way that uh, I like the way that Paul Washer puts it whenever he um, when he addresses the gospel, sometimes he'll say, "What? What's the bad news?" Or he'll say, "What's the bad news of the gospel? That God is good." <laughs> and then he'll go on to say that, and, and he'll say, "You may ask me, how is that the bad news? Because God is just. What does He do? What does a just God do with lawbreakers? What does He do with sinners who has broken His law?" And then he takes them into the the gospel, yeah. and it's and it's that and it's that very same scene, you know. Our our if 
Okay, so so here's the thing that goes around, right? If there is no justification by faith, then our God would be a liar. Mm-hmm. And I say that because if you know how people would go on to say that you know God, yeah, you know what, you're you're a sinner, you come before God, but you know what, God forgets that. Or that, or, or or he overlooks that he brings you in, or or however it may be. And like, no, God is just, and he must satisfy justice. And yeah. and the only satisfaction to please justice was Jesus Christ. And so, G, I mean, so God doesn't break any rules. He doesn't break the law. He doesn't destroy the law. He fulfills it. Amen. So that so that he could still continue to justify sinners. Without breaking his own law. Dang, the genius of the, God. The, you know what I mean? The, like, the master dude. chess player. Seriously, dude, that's like so profound. That's so. And deep you know right what? There, As you regulations, it made me think too. Like, man, these guys were so stuck in tradition of of going to the temple all the time to yeah. go and offer their sacrifices. That they they probably saw Jesus as that, just a sacrifice. And that's why they probably continued in keeping the law because they thought it was just another sacrifice. But yet, but yet they didn't understand yet that it was a once for all. They didn't understand that 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 his his life was once for all. It, it was paid for forever. There is no more offering sacrifices. That's why the veil was torn. And I and I and I think that man like how it how it would have been. To be in that in that first century church, to just to just go from like people like having tradition and now tradition being broken and now Jesus now it's all about Jesus Christ and just like seeing just like the big um, culture shock for them. And it's just a it's just the 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 plan of God on the plan of God unraveling throughout time. Yeah, you know every the first mention that we even get even since the very beginning of when Adam and Eve sinned. It was always God's plan to cover their nakedness, cover their sin. Because what, what what did they do when when Adam and Eve when they sinned, when they realized that they were naked? The first thing that they do is try to cover up their own sins with their own works. And what did God say? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you didn't say that. But. <laughs> no, man. No, but the thing about that. They try to cover their own sin with their own works by sewing the fig leaves together and making mm-hmm. up their own clothes, right? But what does he do? He clothes them. He clothes them. Think about it. Now, we don't know what animal it was, but the Bible says that he covered them with uh, with with fur, with, with an animal skin. And what did, that, what did he have to do then? He had to kill that animal and cover the sin. Of Adam and Eve with the clothes of the animal. Now fast forward thousands of years, what happened on the cross? Now we are clothed with his righteousness. Mm-hmm. We could not make it with our own filthy rags, with our own filthy works. We try to cover up our sin with our own works, but yet we stand before God naked, and it's only Christ's righteousness that clothes us. Man, theology matters. Yeah. <laughs> hey, even Martin Luther, he says, we need an alien righteousness. We need a righteousness that is not our own. Mm. That's Christ's righteousness right there. So that's, that's a beautiful thing right there, man. I think one of the, the good questions to ask ourselves then, okay, well, when we begin to understand justification by faith, 
how would that affect our walk? And and some points I have that 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 we can move forward when we understand justification by faith, it affects our walk in in the in, in three different ways. It, it will affect our ability to serve God. Yep. How we serve God, because now when we serve God, we're able to serve freely. Because because one of the things that comes after justification is freedom. Yep. We're able to, to be free in Christ. Mm, 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 we now mm. freely serve him without the fear of tripping up or losing salvation. I don't know he's going to preach tonight, honestly. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and then secondly, it affects our walk and, and our ability to commune with God. Now, um, just as Martin um, pointed out the scripture, the, the, the prayer of the righteous mm. availeth much. That affects our community with God Because now God yeah. is listening to us We are his children How can he not listen to his children Now we can have confidence Of walking into the mm. throne room Walking into yeah. that holy of holies Since the veil was torn And he made us He made access for us To go into that place Imagine that Oof. It was a fearful thing for the, for in the Old Testament priesthood, for even the priest to go in there. I, I don't think that they were walking in with oh, with all no. this joy and be like, yeah, we're gonna see God. They're so to fearful. Face. Nah, they had that rope tied around yeah. their ankle in they, case they would drop dead. Exactly, because the holiness of God was there, and if there was one stain on you, the holiness of God will kill you. That's why they had to uh, make uh, propitiation for themselves first. They had to uh, make sacrifices for themselves before they can go in. That's why the, the, the laws were so strict and even what they wore, how to mm-hmm. take a shower, how to m- kill the animal, how, how, how to walk in and all these rules that if you stepped out of line just even once, boom, drop dead. Yeah. Now imagine yeah. that picture, right? But then now we could come to... To, to, to God our Heavenly Father as a child mm. and, and what what comes to mind in that picture is um, earlier today we had church and we were in a, in a in a very serious conversation a meeting right after service with our brothers mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the door opens up and Martin's son comes walking <laughs> in <laughs> it's a serious meeting and yeah. you know there, there are times when I actually open up the door on the meeting I'm like oh and I close the door and I'm like sorry <laughs> but here comes Martin's son and he opens up the door. He sees us all just like sitting there, like like in a conversation, but totally ignores the fact and goes straight to his dad. Yeah. Mm. And, and and man, we could come to God with that type of confidence. With not confidence, that God's in, yeah. in, in a serious meeting. He's not in no serious meeting. But we could come to him with that assurance as a child does. As the son goes to his father, like, "Hey, my dad's in there. I'm gonna walk right in." <laughs> <laughs> serious. Hey, well, what was it for? He just needed my password because yeah. he had my phone. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, and then the third point I have is that it affects our walk and our ability to take our place as one of His people. Mm. Now we identify ourselves mm. with Him, so that solves the one of the biggest issues with humanity is trying to find identity. Identity crisis. When you understand mm. your identity, you're able to move and grow. Mm. And so, when we understand our identity before God the Father, I mean, just that fact alone that we could stand before God the Father. Mm. Instead of God, we can stand before him and, 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 and with assurance call him our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. That gives a, a whole new meaning to the phrase child of God. Mm. Like people, yeah, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of God. Nah, I'm a child of God. There's certain uh, benefits, like I said earlier, that yeah. come with that. And once you realize that, you know, you know, that's what enables you to walk really in him, knowing that, yeah, you know what? 
Sometimes I mess up, you know what I mean? But there's grace. Yeah. God always offers us grace. No matter how much my son may mess up, I will always be there for him. I will continue mm-hmm. to love him. I'm not going to disown my own son. And same thing, I, you know, even more so, our Heavenly Father wouldn't mm-hmm. forsake us. He wouldn't cast us out. Mm-hmm. He has already declared us righteous. We're not going back to court again. Yeah. Man, we're moving forward. We're, we're, we're now going to able to freely grow in grace mm-hmm. with freedom, with peace. Eternally. Like we're good with him eternally. Now he, he comes to me because you're not you're good, bro. You're good, bro. For life. <laughs> <laughs> For life, homes. <laughs> much. Yeah, dude. Man, it just reminds me of uh, Romans chapter eight. I'm always referring to this because it's one of my favorite portions of of scripture. Yeah. Uh, you even it starts off now. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Amen. And that I mean, just adding on to what you're saying, Justin, because it, it, it is true. You have yeah that freedom to walk before Him. That you're not you're not condemned in Christ. Like we were saying before, you know, your your past, present, and, f- and f- future sins are already covered. And then, uh, you know, later on in Romans chapter 8, you're, you're co-heirs with Christ. You have a, a spirit that uh, cries out, Abba, Father. And man, right when he gets to Romans chapter 8, verse 31, he's saying, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I always, man, I'm always picturing Paul just raising up his mm. hands and just going, What's up? Who's gonna Who's gonna go against it? God already justified me. Previous yeah. Previous chapters or previous verses saying that all things are working together for the good. God's on my side, and then he he even gets so caught up. He's saying those whom he predestined, he called, he justified, he glorified. So he already knows basically what God is doing. That you know before we even came to Christ, he already predestined me to be conformed to the image oh, of His Son. He oh, already oh. predestined me to become uh, adopted into His family. Yeah. <laughs> It's all true, you know. Predestination. Don't get scared because you hear the word predestination. All right, <laughs> but but it's true. He predestined us. We're justified and we are glorified. Meaning, it's already there. It's gonna happen. So now you can freely it's walk. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's true. It's gonna happen. It already happened. And and you know, we're, our job is to just walk, trust in God, and. Uh, even reminds me of a, a American gospel. They, they showed a mm-hmm. picture of you know other religions. It's faith plus works. If you fall, you gotta you gotta do a bunch of works. And they mm-hmm. show they show that picture where where if we fall, the cross picks us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Covers our sins and keep going. Dang. Every time we fall, the cross is right there. We keep going. A righteous man, though seven times he falls, seven times he gets back up. A righteous man, a righteousness of Christ. We get back up. We continue moving forward. That's how. That's why scripture says we overwhelmingly conquer. That nothing's gonna stop us. Nothing's gonna separate us. Mm-hmm. And even how the word of God says that nothing's gonna separate us from the love of God. It's not my love for Him. It's His love for us. Cause that's what's gonna mm. keep us going forward. Cause I know myself. I know I fall short. I know. I know I mess up. I'm not here saying that I'm perfect and this and that. Mm-hmm. But when I do fall short, the love of God is right there to pick me up and keep going forward. That's why Paul says. Demons, angels, nothing present, nothing in the future, nothing is gonna separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's just, this is amazing right here. It's, it's amazing. Dude. Man, I didn't know you guys were gonna preach tonight, man. I would have prepared more. 
<laughs> this is our third take. You should have been. <laughs> for those who don't know, this is our third time trying to record this episode. Hey, side note, hey, gracias for everybody that was able to just marry yeah. with us. Since so we got this new mixer and you would have, you know, you see you heard the little sound bites. We're messing around. <laughs> yeah, man, we're, man. More coming for this podcast, yeah, man. man. So much stuff that it's we just, could do now. Just Freedom in Christ, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And 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 I I want to also just read this portion real quick in Hebrews ten nineteen, where uh, yeah, let me go ahead and read. It says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain. That is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting the meat together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And, 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 and this whole portion is just reminding us of our assurance when we have faith, because when, when we have our faith, when we understand that we are justified by our faith, not, not by any merit or, or our works or because I was a good person, but because of our faith, man, like how we talked about that freedom, let us now go and, 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 and tell everybody about it. Like how it says right here, stir up one another. Mm. Man, when I when as a kid, when I would make chocolate milk, I would stir that thing and make sure it was fully mixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that with my brothers. I'm going to do that with those that come in through those church doors. I'm going to do that with the people that, 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 that are saying they want the things of God. I'm going to tell them, look, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. You were condemned, but he justified you. Mm. I'm going to stir mm. you up so that mm. you understand this. And then in Hebrews, it would also mention too that see to it that no one fails to receive the gift of God mm. man let us do that stir one another man. and and mind you too we have freedom of Christ but that's not a, a license to sin that's not something to take a, a disadvantage of and I think only those who have been come, I'm sorry an advantage <laughs> those who have come to that realization um, they're not they're not going to use this as a license oh. to sin I think that's just evidence of your unregeneration mm. of your unrighteousness if you even think about oh you're all right cool you know I'm good with God let me go blaze it up or let me go do this let me go do that and still be committing sin like that yeah. then you have not come to know Jesus Christ and you have not understood the righteousness of Christ if you can go on sinning and not let, and it doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect your your walk with the Lord. Then you need to really examine yourself, because you know the truth is you may not be in the Lord. You know what I mean? And it's only when you come to that realization of of God's holiness, His wrath, but then you come to know that He offers you mercy and grace. What you do is you run to Him. He gives you that hope, knowing that you know what. I have messed up and I have sinned before God, but I want that I want that 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 grace, I want that mercy. Mm. And God doesn't cast out anybody who comes to him. And those who come to him, they will receive his righteousness. Mm, John and through six. that and through that righteousness that that just it gives you a joy, it gives you a peace and that freedom to walk, knowing you know what? I'm in this body and this body is of sin. 
and this body is gonna fail but glory be to God that I can get back up and God still you know it gives you that push you're like hey don't trip he he picks us up he washes our feet and sends us back out keep going keep going our God does that yeah it even says that when, when we're at, uh, in heaven at the at the Lord's Supper at the table of the Lord he's gonna serve us Whoa. Oh man So if you need some humble Humble pie There you go I think that's why it's important that we should Like how we mentioned before We shouldn't ever graduate from the gospel But go deeper into the gospel Because even then Even if you are a churchgoer And you know like how, how uh, Martin said that like How the unregenerate will, will see that as an opportunity for sin You know what uh-huh. I'm justified You know what Continue as a brother Continue to urge your brothers To continue In the things of God Continue to remind them Of the gospel So that you know I can't assume Everybody around me Is Christian mm-hmm. I mean I can only see As much as the fruit That that is That is that is bearing mm-hmm. But that's why My job is to see too That they see The gift of God The grace That they continue To hear the gospel Because I mean Just like myself In my own testimony I was going to a church For a whole year For the wrong reasons and then, and then, I, and then after that first year, I started going to a different church called Streetlight, which is where I'm at now, where I, where I lead and serve. Shout out! And then, even at Streetlight, it wasn't until like a year and a half later till I, I could truly say I got saved. And I say that because you know, I, I would, I know the gospel, I heard the gospel, but it wasn't until after my, me and uh, at the time it was my girlfriend, me and my wife, we fell into sin, and 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 because of that, we ended up having a child. But it was during that time that God broke me down and, and I was on my knees and I was like, man, I can't do this. Mm. I'm only 19 years old. I'm going to have a kid. I don't even have a job yet. And, and, and God used and allowed that situation to happen to bring me to my knees to show me my dependency for him. Mm. And it was only until then that, that, man, when I heard the gospel again after that, it was sweet. It, it was so sweet to my ears. I was like, mm. man... But see, to assume that I was a Christian before that, I mean, I even assumed I was a Christian. And I saw and I saw that as a license for sinning. Dang. And see, that that was the, the unregenerate heart that still had to be replaced. That still had to be chiseled down and, and, and brought to flesh because it was cold. But man, that's why we need to continue to urge our brothers and sisters continue to remind each other of the gospel that even ourselves we don't graduate from the gospel there is no graduation of the gospel and think about this god <coughs> loves to save sinners mm-hmm. god came down jesus christ the god man he says i came not to condemn but to save and seek the lost and so if he if you came to him, you were in your sin. You were dead in your sins and your trespasses, as Ephesians two, t- t- Ephesians chapter two says. When you were dead in your sins and your trespasses, but what happened? And you were in your sin, but God, through His grace, He made you alive with Christ. So you came to Him in sin. Your sin is no surprise to God. Your sin is not like, oh, what? What would you do What this and that Nah He knows That you're a sinner And he knows That you're gonna sin Afterwards 
But that should give you an encouragement and a confidence knowing that if if God saved me and he loved me as a sinner that I was, how is he not going to love you more now that you're in him? You're in Christ. How is he not going to do all these things? You know what I mean? Mm. Like you're, you're in Christ now. You were in sin. And yet God had mercy on you when you were in sin. But now you're in him. While you, you were dead in While you were dead in trespasses. And now, now you're in him. You think he's going to turn his back on you? Or you've committed some grievous sin that you know what? That's just too much for me to handle. No. I, I don't think his blood is enough. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's on the real. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're really saying when you say, you know, how can God love me now? I've sinned. You're saying that his blood is not enough how 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 can you even say that the whole purpose of jesus coming down is to save people like you to save people like me because we're sinners and you know what we, we sometimes we, we we're not the best that we could be or should be but the mercies of god are new every single day that's just, that's that's, that, that's enough for you that's right deep. there to, if you're in that place right now to get up or or stay down on your knees though and continue praying and continue seeking the Lord because you need to come to that realization that God's mercy, God's grace, God's love are not temporal things. They're eternal things. We're going to be with the Father in eternity and it's going to take us an eternity to get to know Him and we're just going to go deeper and deeper and deeper into His grace and His mercy and His love. Mm-hmm. And that's why he came down to to save sinners. And guess what? You're a sinner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Chick-fil-A! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man. So hey, that's what it is. Any uh, closing remarks for our episode? I would just like to read it from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 in the scripture that I mentioned earlier. It says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And... Such were some of you, but you were washed, Mm. you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Amen. That's the, that's the gospel right there. You were, you were some of these people. You were fornicators. You were adulterers. Some of you were even homosexuals. A lot of you were thieves. A lot of you were covetousness, drunkards, revilers, all these things. But what? None of those sins were big enough to exclude the grace of God from your life. Mm-hmm. Says, so, but you were washed, you were sanctified, sanctified. You were set apart for Him. Now think about that for a minute before we close out. You look at your sin and look at the things you've committed against God. But He has set you apart for Him. Who are you, oh man, that the Lord will want you with him? And it's not it's not even like like based on you. It's 
because of God, God's love for you. Because God has loved you since the beginning, not even since the beginning of time, but before the foundation of the world. God has set you apart. And like how Victor said, don't be afraid of that word predestination. That's going to leave it. This is going to lead into a whole other thing when we get into that. You know what I mean? But even think about that. Before the foundations of the world, even David says in Psalm 140, 141, I think, 141, 149. He says, before my substance was there, before my form was created, you knew me. Think about that. Before there was even matter of you, before even your parents were alive. Before you mattered. (laughs) (laughs) He knew you. He knew you. And he set you apart for him. And you were washed. You were cleansed. I remember when I was um, in my old days and going to you know the court system and all that kind of stuff. When I first started getting started getting in trouble, my my file of my criminal record started off small, then started getting thicker and thicker and thicker. But you were washed. That means all those things were taken off your record. You have a brand new slate. Your debt has been cleared. In fact, your file was replaced with Jesus. So now nothing nothing you do will ever corrupt it. Mm, there you go. There you go. You were sanctified. You were justified. You were declared. I don't know if you heard that. Whoa, that sounded echoey. <laughs> you were declared right. The gavel was hit down. Boom. <laughs> justified. <laughs> Who justifies the wicked? Yeah, you, you, you're basically saying, boom, you're good with me. You're good with the court. <coughs> now, someone who, who goes to a court, they're, they're, they're scared and then they're facing this, you know, all this debt or this whole payment that they know that they're not going to be able to afford. But then the judge looks at your record and he says, you know what? I'm just going to toss this out. You're good. Hits that gavel. Boom. Get out of my courtroom. You're going to walk out of the courtroom a lot. Uh, really happy. And you're going to walk out and you're going to take the light to the crosswalk. You're not going to jaywalk. You know what I mean? You're going to walk righteously. You're going to follow the rules. Why? Because you knew that the trouble that you were in, but your debt was cleared. You knew what you were facing, which was hell. But now you're facing towards eternal life. And through that, it's what makes you walk righteously before God. You do things legally now. Yeah. You do. You walk uprightly before God, not because you're trying to earn that salvation, but because you've already been justified. No one who goes walking out of that courtroom after having that that type of of, of hearing is going to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to earn it now. Nah, you already have it. You already declare you're you were already declared righteous. Now walk righteously. Now you're not going to want to break the law. You know, you're not going to want to do these do these things because you don't want to be back in that position. But Christ's righteousness is eternal. You've been set free. You've been set free, you know, for life. So now you walk uprightly before the Lord. It's just like in uh, 1 John, how it says, those who practice righteousness is righteous. Not saying that Mm. those who practice righteousness will be made righteous because Mm. they practice it. But it's those who practice righteousness Practice it only because they are righteous. Oh, 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 man. Dang. 
I just refresh on. Yeah, and hey, even if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hey, our lawyer, right there. Our lawyer. Yeah, man. My closing remarks right here. um, I was preaching this to the congregation earlier. Colossians. uh, I was talking about the preeminence of Christ. and Christ, the image of the invisible God, He's before all things were created by Him and for Him. And it gets to, to the part in verse, chapter 1, verse 19, where it says, For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him and through Him to reconcile all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Through Him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet He has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless beyond reproach and uh this this is this is the, the gospel right here that you know it took it took it took the blood of jesus christ but he, through that we have now gained peace with god and now we have access to him justification of being right with god what what jesus did on, on the cross now we have access to god and it says, although you were formerly alien and hostile in mind, engaging you with thieves, now he has reconciled in his fleshly blood through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. If indeed you continue in the faith firmly established and steadfast and not moved away from the hope of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven. So I think with the justification, you, you just got to continue in him. It's just how you, you've been saying you, you don't graduate from the gospel. And even the preaching that I heard earlier, uh, how, how, how he's saying, uh, in order to grow and to mature, you go deeper into the gospel. Mm-hmm. You go deeper in, in, in finding out all these things, justification and all these things. He even mentioned it uh, by saying, uh, digging into the scriptures, digging into the gospel is like, a man who, who goes out to, to the ocean to swim, you're just not going to be able to contain everything. You're not going to be able to get it all because it's an ocean. And that's exactly how the gospel is. It's like an ocean. You're trying to swim in it. You're not going to get the whole thing, but you go deeper. You endure. And, and you just... Man, I'm encouraging you to dig into the scripture. That's going to get rid of your depression. Yeah. That's going to get rid of... Whoa, whoa. You know, my circumstances in this. No, he says, don't be moved away from the hope that is in the gospel. And so I, I encourage you to, to, to get deep, deep into it. This life is not all we have. Get deep into it and know what Christ did on the cross for you and know what's coming for you, for the believers, for the child of God. Mm-hmm. Justification opens up a whole door to, to a whole nother level, man. And that's where we're headed towards. So continue to follow us as we continue to grow in these areas and amen there's a lot more coming for you guys our listeners and you know what i feel like we're just getting started seriously dude so uh so with that man gracias for tuning in gracias for being with us and i just want to give a shout out to you know all those people on all the listeners on instagram too you know what i mean mm-hmm. y'all the real mvps on this one right here for real yeah because you know um just the fact when you guys message us or when you guys leave a comment 
when you guys interact with us you know um it's a blessing just to know that people are being built up and that's that's all whole heart behind this podcast is that we want to see the body of christ grow we want to see the body of christ uh just you know mature and you know we're gonna continue forward mm-hmm. you know it's just the beginning and you know we, we're gonna we, we're gonna we're gonna take this little podcast to to a whole nother level with oh, the next yeah <laughs> for the next couple of weeks or whatever so you know what i mean so gracias for doing with us you know gracias for uh, for listening and i encourage you if you have been edified edified in any way shape or form hit us up at reformrasa at gmail.com with any questions comments concerns or rebukes mm. Hit us up right there. Uh, don't forget to leave a comment. You know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us that five stars. We'll really appreciate leave that. Leave a review for us, too. Leave a review, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. And you're going to see a lot of a lot more things coming your way. So gracias for tuning in. Also, too, before you close out, uh-huh. this week we will be having a giveaway. Oh, yeah. Ooh. So stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram because we will be posting details later this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just get ready. We'll be giving out a shirt and a movie. A reformed Rasa shirt. Ooh. If you saw the story on, on Instagram where I posted, you know, and I said, who's who's ready for some reformed Rasa merch? I said, send me, send me a thumbs up. And a couple of you guys sent me the thumbs up. So, man, if you guys want a reformed, an official reformed Rasa Damn. podcast shirt. <laughs> when we post the details, uh, get it in, get it in, and we're gonna. And what movie are we gonna be giving away? Uh, the American Gospel, oh, Christ Alone. Yeah, if you haven't checked that we, out, ooh, I, I, I thought that would be a good item to to do in our giveaway because we have mentioned it a numerous amount of times. Not that we are being sponsored. That would be cool though. But uh, hit us up, American. But Gospel. it is a good resource. <laughs> a very good resource. Yes. Right. We'll put the preview on the link description just so you guys can, if you never yeah. heard of it, you guys can check out the. the, the yeah, preview. so on YouTube, there's a like an hour preview, and it's funny because it's an hour preview. I mean, this documentary is two and a half hours long. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the hour preview, but just like a trailer. Oh, okay, never mind. I'll put the trailer. I'll just <laughs> put, put the trailer. trailer. <laughs> I'll put the trailer. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll put the trailer. It'll be in our episode notes. So, go ahead and click that if you want to see what this movie or this documentary is about. But other than that, yeah, so stay tuned on our Instagram. And, um, yeah, go ahead and share us around with your friends, um, even your congregation, if possible. We would really appreciate that. Yeah. So, gracias for tuning in. This is Reform Raza. We're checking out. Chick-fil-A? <laughs> gracias for tuning Peace. in. This is Reform Raza. Rato Vatos. His wrath is just, we lack trust, blasphemous, even though we know it's hazardous. Chapter 1, verses 18 to 32, he talked about our great schemes and the dirt we do. He said, people refuse to give God his due praise, Why? suppressing the truth in their wickedness, they're ruthless. Therefore, God turned them over to their sinful ways, and because of nature, we have no excuses. No. Chapter 2 is for those who think they don't fit in this category. They think they're 
on the path to glory. No nope. wrath and fury. They point the guilty to hell. They swell, lacking humility. Even though they're filthy as well. Needing more than a bath. Cause like a greedy man who hoards his cash. In the same way, they're storing up wrath. For the day when God's righteous judgment is revealed. And all see their sin debts an infinite amount. When no secret word, thought, or deed will remain concealed. Before God to whom we must give account. That's why it feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die. You must decide. Stakes is high. Make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. It feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die. You must decide. Stakes is high. Make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. As we continue, the apostle Paul is a man on a mission to convince you of hostile fallen humanity's condition. Learn where God disperses. Hurt your pride verses. Romans 3.12. All have turned aside. They're worthless. Bound by sin. A race of hopeless slaves. Verse 13. Their throat is an open grave. It says that they use their tongues to deceive. The poison of vipers is under their lips. Look at hip-hop. That's not a hard one to believe. Cats who run with their clicks with guns on their hips. Doesn't it fit? Thugs found dead in clubs. Verse 15. Their feet are swift to shed blood. True. Police end up deceased in their hot zones. Verse 17. The way of peace they have not known. Everybody appears hard despite the clear odds. Verse 18. Bottom line. Nobody fears God. His holy word declares we're all lawbreakers. Well, that's the explanation for this planet's confusion. If God didn't intervene, the fall would take us all to hell. But praise the Lord, he granted a solution and it feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die, you must decide. Stakes is high, make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. It feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die, you must decide. Stakes is high, make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. Verse 21, God's righteousness he manifested in. But that's nothing new, it's in the Old Testament. It belongs to those who put their faith in Christ. If you believe in your redeemed because he paid the price. We were hostages, but then he set us free from the bondage of sin. So now we pay homage to him. Verse 24, divine gift, justification. Yes. The most important term in a Christian's vocabulary. And most believers can't define it, that's frustrating. Because understanding this helps us resist the adversary. Christ filled his capillaries, that's why a savior can't be married. That's a burden only the God man could carry. In justification, God declares sinners to be righteous by grace alone, through faith alone. In the finished work of Christ alone, he saves his own. Add anything to that, you in the danger zone. At the cross, God treated Christ as if he lived my life. What? I'm so perverted, that's why he was broken and murdered. Through faith, God treats me like I lived the perfect life of Christ. Yo, I can't earn it, and no, I don't deserve it, but it feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die, you must decide. Stakes is high, make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. It feels so good to be justified. Either trust or die, you must decide. Stakes is high, make the right decision. For the lamb whose life was given, Christ is risen. So we hope you enjoyed the exposition. And now as a special treat, we have some turntablism by our very own disc jockey. Essence, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> Declared justified.